Hi, I am Oleg Stajnowski and you are listening to A Space. Another block, another point. This battle is heating up very nicely indeed. Massive from Stoyanovsky, the two ball chasing in, beating Anders Moll for speed as he tries to get to the nets. Hello there and welcome to the A Space, the brand new podcast brought to you by the CV and the podcast where we'll be joined some of the world's best volleyball players. Well, my name is Louis Letts and I will be today's host. On other occasions, it will be Dave Rogers and we'll also be joined by our superstar on the CEV, Matt Rogers or Daniel Meanley. Today, uh, I'm in London, Dan's in Luxembourg and our guest is somewhere in the Russian wilderness, in the forests and the countrysides of Russia. Um, these episodes are being released alternately with our unscripted and our debate series, which will come out on a Friday. So let's reintroduce our guest, our very famous, our very, very fun guest. He's a beach volleyball world champion. He's the youngest ever beach volleyball world champion. Unbelievable. 2019 World Tour finals gold medalist, a CV under 18 and under 22 medalist. So we would like to give a, another warm welcome back to Oleg Storinovsky. Today we are talking about that magical 2019 where he became a world champion and the world tour finals champion as well. Oleg! Hola. Hi guys again. Nice to hey. hear you. Looking forward to record our last episode. Yes, it's, yeah. it's going to be some fun memories for you, that's for sure. And currently through lockdown, I, I'm talking to you more than I, I'm speaking to my own mother, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is something I never thought I would say, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm happy about it anyway. Um, well, 2019, Alec, can you sum up 2019 in four words, five words? Just watch championships. <laughs> That's only, I, I, I need to, only two words. It was incredible. Do you sort of like sometimes look in the mirror and point at yourself and say, you're a world champion? Um, no, when I, uh, <laughs> when I look in the mirror, I say to myself, I need to work uh, more because I want to be an Olympic champion as well. And, and that's why he's a world champion, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think that's some very good advice from Mr. Stoyanovsky. Um, obviously, you did that double, uh, 2019 comes around, let's start at the beginning. The Vikings have just won five events in a row. Uh, you and Slava, you just team up. It's, it's very early for you guys. What were your goals for the season being a relatively new pair? So when uh, we, we became partners with Slava, we didn't expect uh, the higher results in the beginning. We worked to have success in the future. Uh, because uh, it's impossible to win um, just uh, in the start of your partnership, and we just uh, worked a lot to to have um, good connection between us. And uh, our goal was to to be in quarterfinal in uh, every tournament because uh, we thought it's it's our level. So what was your, you wanted to make the quarterfinals of every competition. Did you have the idea of wanting to win the world championships, the world tour finals? Was that something that you were focused on? No, we don't have special goal to win uh, this tournament. And 
we just uh, we focus uh, on every tournament on our game and uh, to improve it to work uh, on all aspects of the game and uh, every tournament was uh, like a small step to the big goal perfect so the first small step was that competition in the hague i was there in the zuda park indoor competition it was a four star and you won and you beat the vikings in the quarter final um it was a big result for you was there confidence coming through through the hague uh, you beat tolle vickler in the final as well actually it was the first step because we played already in um, in china in, in las vegas before uh, but it was outside and uh, the hague was the first uh, inside tournament uh, and uh, of course it was uh, in the in the beginning of january so created some problems to to get uh, shape but <coughs> yes we prepared really well before this tournament and uh, i didn't expect the result of <coughs> of the match with vikings it was incredible did that that must have given you confidence to think okay like we we're, we're going to push forwards now and we can we can achieve something great this season no we never dream uh, think like this because uh, we still need to improve uh, a lot in our game and the egg was just um uh, the result of our work uh in uh, december and uh, just before this tournament you can't judge uh, about team in january for, for sure. especially about vikings yeah periodization and preparation and everything that one tournament changes the whole periodization of the season um for for everyone I, i i think but for you it was um it was key for olympic points at that time yeah we ju- we would like to have uh, as many points uh, as uh, we we can, we can uh, in the beginning of the cycle to be uh, to stay confident uh, even uh, before olympics just right before olympics so we we would like to have some uh, stock in the reserve before before olympics now you don't need to you already you have already qualified brother <laughs> <laughs> already there mate um you leave the hague a ninth in doha that's yeah ups and downs of elite sport yeah as i said the the tournaments inside and outside are really different and uh, we we were not ready uh, for wind which was uh, in our match with uh, with qatar and uh, we we have uh, a lot of benefits from this game what's uh, planning ahmed and uh, sharif that you lost to to take that ninth right Dynamic. yeah we we controlled the first set but then something changed and uh, it looks like some other team stepped in in, in the court instead of us what do you what do you try and do at that time uh in the match you mean yeah when you feel like really good and then in set number 2 you just feel like it's a different team we uh, we know that it uh, some situation like this could be exist in the game so we have to find the way to get out of this uh, frustration and to find uh, our rhythm in the game maybe from uh, from service from reception inside out to 
make a better side out and then find uh, our way to win. Very good. You leave, you leave Doha, you go to Charmen, and you win again, like twice in a row. Stoyanovsky, the, the champion of, of Charmen. <laughs> what, what happened in Charmen? I mean, again, it's, it's a different environment. Indoor in the Zuda Park, um, you have the, the heat of, and the humidity of Doha. Then you go to Charmen, where the weather is also sometimes unpredictable. But yeah, how are you feeling in Charmen? After Doha, we still uh, looked uh, on the bright sides. I mean, we were still optimistic and uh, we did uh, good homework. We, we have a training camp uh, with wind in Spain. And after that, we traveled to Xamen and we were ready for, uh, for that conditions. You mentioned training camps. Where's your favorite training camp? Where is the best, your, your favorite place to train? One of my favorite uh, places is Tenerife because uh, it's really a perfect place for beach volleyball and there is everything for us. Yeah, it's, everybody is now going to Tenerife to train, right? It's, and, and where, and where also, is that? And also this is the island of uh, eternal spring. Yes, it's, uh -huh. yeah, it's so warm during the winter months. Um, Mr. Meanly, you need to do your geography. You need to do your geography. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it's Canary Islands. It's uh, okay. in, in the you know, Atlantic Ocean. Okay, cool. Yeah, sort of below Spain and next door to Africa, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a Spanish island. Or a group of Spanish islands. Yeah, you'll have to go then, now that you live in Europe. Right? I, if I can go somewhere, that'll be. It's all, I'll add that to the list, Louis. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not flying for a little bit here. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all stuck. So after Charmin, you you have said Oleg that this is a tough time in your career. A fourth in Ostrava, uh, a fourth in Warsaw, um, and we mentioned this in the previous episode. Uh, one of the craziest matches I have seen, you're 14-11 up uh, against the Vikings in the semi-final. Then 15-14, 16 17-16, 18-17, 21-20, 21-20, 21-20, and then you end up losing 23-21. So you take two fourth-place finishes before the World Championships. How are you feeling and what do you learn from that situation? Yeah, I agree with you. It was one of the craziest matches I ever played. Those are the best tournaments from us, uh, this Australian Warsaw. But uh, it were, our goal was uh, Hamburg and World Championships. So we were under, not under pressure, but we kept finding our shape. We, we were in the gym. No. No. So, no, no, so, no. so, surely not in the gym, I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we practice more, and uh, this uh, this tournaments were like a stage or steps to the world champions, and uh, we didn't expect that we we can reach to semifinals, but uh, always when you are in semifinal, you are looking for a medal, you are hungry for the medal and for winning, but uh, we didn't manage that time. No. But then it looks like you learned some lessons. Um, you go to Hamburg as a two-week gap, then Hamburg, 
then in your pool, Stoyanovsky, Krasilnikov, Doppler Horst, Ranieri, Kaminati, and Godsu and Agaba from uh, Japan. Um, how do you feel like after the fourth place, fourth place? You're the favorite, you're the top seed in the group. How is the pool stage for you? Yeah, the pool was really smooth. The, the level of the pool was smooth, and uh, everybody can win uh, everybody, I think. And um, we, the first game was against Japan, and we, our goal was to find our rhythm. To, to try this court because uh, I never played um, on cha World Championships uh, from the fourth seat. I always was uh, something in the, in the end and uh, I didn't have uh, any any goals to, for, for medal and it was first time for me. Is it, what's the difference playing as a, as, a, as a top seed to as a, as a lower seed? More pressure? Yeah, sure. There is more, more pressure on you because uh, you are first team in your country and uh, everybody expected from you only medal, at least silver, I think. And uh, also, we worked a lot uh, before this tournament. And uh, obviously, you want to see the result of your, your job, your work. Cool. Do you did you feel there was pressure from the, yourself or from the Russian Federation or the coaches or uh, just a bit maybe because all bet all stakes were we were on this tournament and uh, we were on the peak and uh, that was our show stage. It's interesting to hear hear from you. So you go through the pools, like, okay, you said it was tough, but I think you didn't, you didn't lose a set. And I think you scored 120 points and you conceded maybe 79 or 89 points, something like that. I haven't got it here in front of me. So it's comfortable. You go into the round of 32. So you go into the elimination phases. The top, the top half of the draw, uh, we won't go through it, but the top half of the draw is quite a few big teams. You're on the bottom half of the draw. Do you look at the, the draw and think, okay, like we, it's going to be tough. There's so many great teams, but you avoid the Vikings. You avoid some other teams. Um, Evandro Bruno, a top of the half of the draw. Um, Nikolai Lupo, a top half of the draw. Alisson is top half of the draw. Tolle Vickler is top half of the draw. You must be quite happy with being on the bottom. Yes, for sure. I can't hide. We were really happy after the draw. But sometimes it's even worse when uh, you see an easy schedule and uh, you can a little bit relax and uh, lose uh, even before the medal matches. So that happened to a lot of teams in, uh, in the past. So we are still concentrated on, uh, on every game and we didn't think about uh, semi-final or final. We just uh, played every game like uh, like it last game. Yeah, and you went and beat Perisic final 21-13, 29-27. Uh, Do you have any memories from beating the Czech team? Yes, sure. The Czech team, they are also really young, but uh, they're older than me, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was really easy set. They... I, I saw them, they were really nervous in the first set, but then they find their game 
and they create a lot, uh, lot of problems for us. Uh, we were down 1915, but then uh, we got a couple of transitions and a couple of great serves from me and Slava for aces in total in the end. And uh, it was a really good step for us uh, like to practice before middle matches. Yeah, to be to to just be in those close environments and come through and and push forward. Then you have uh, Gib Crab USA Jake Gib. Um, we've already said that we're both in the Jake Gib fan club and the Taylor uh, Taylor Crab fan club as well. Um, twenty one thirteen, twenty one eighteen. That's that's pretty good. And any any memories from that one? The the round of sixteen. So. Uh, the last match with the Jake and Taylor was really tough for us. We played in Las Vegas, and we we even almost uh, lost to them. We were really close. They had the match ball, so we also made a, like summary of last game with them and uh, made the homework, as I said before, and uh, just showed our best game. Yeah, some some result that you mentioned Las Vegas as a tour stop. How was playing in Las Vegas? Good. Uh, yes, it's really a nice city. We we like to play in in Vegas, but the the sand was really hard. I think because uh, there wasn't enough sand actually, and uh, we played like uh, indoor volleyball. That's when it is bad for the for the joints, Danny boy. Yeah, but you can also uh, bounce the ball higher off the sand. So, yeah, <laughs> I I love playing on hard sand. <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> it's it's perfect. But we we play until the ball bounces the, the the sand. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I'm talking about as like a watching it on TV. Um, but you didn't get distracted in Vegas. You are you're 100 percent volleyball in Vegas. Yes. Uh, yes, sure, but uh, we we gamble a little bit also. <laughs> yeah, when when in Vegas, right? Um, yeah. Perfect. So back to the championships. You, you you wasn't gambling at the World Championships because you are through to the quarterfinals. Um, when did you play on center court first? What was the first time you played? Uh, we played yeah. first time with Jake and Taylor. How was that? Yeah. The rotten bomb was unreal. Yeah, the the atmosphere on this uh, arena it's incredible. The almost uh, fifteen thousand people supports uh, teams, and they they do it uh, during the whole match. So I uh, I had goosebumps for sure. That was it was ridiculous. I was actually like over. I was listening to my commentaries back from the Rotten Bomb, and I was super excited because. I was super excited to be there. <laughs> my, my, just being in that enclosure. Yeah, I had goosebumps a few times as well, but I can't imagine what it was like for, for you. It must have been crazy. Um, quarterfinals, um, you're through to the quarters. Rossi Carambula. Now, there's a team that have nothing to lose for Rossi Carambula. Um, do you remember much about that game? It was 21 16, 21 16. It was yes. Adrian and Enrico got a wild card on this tournament because uh, the team from Sierra Leone uh, didn't show before the tournament, and uh, 
it was uh, like a ticket of their life to get to the world champs and uh, they use it for fully <laughs> they they had a really strong group and they reached the quarterfinals it was i think the uh, one of the best results for them and uh, unfortunately adrian got uh, injured before uh, i don't know exactly where and when but uh, he was not in the best shape they took a medical time out but still they fight uh, until the end and uh, create some troubles for us but uh, we we just um, focus on our serve to put them uh, off the of the net so they can play the combinations and uh, that was our key for win yeah, it's interesting you said that. I was going to ask the next question is that they, they play with the angles, right? So wider, faster, one way, chopping the other, and, and it's... Yeah, they force me to move because I'm a tall player and uh, they are quickly than me. So they force me to move uh, during the net. What's that must um... be a little frustrating to play against sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. How... Um... What do you do in that situation? What do you have to watch for? You, you just, I think our tactic was to, to take uh, um, responsibility for our zone. So we, we, play, we call it strictness. We play our zone. Nice. Okay. You hold on one avenue, Slav is on the other, and, and you take that sort of shared responsibility. Yeah, because, because you can play your combination in the defense uh, when uh, the opponent plays so fast. There is no time for that. For sure. Like, there's no way of starting on the line and dropping into an angle, like, because yes. they're, running, they're running so many quick zones. Yeah, like, for, for sure. Which is, and you can also, as you said, like, uh, I think you said to me before, which, which I really liked, was um, you, you tried to make them take all three touches of the ball. That was your, that was your tactic. Yes, ex exactly, yes. We, we, need to, we force them to use all touches. Yeah, I like that as a tactic. Very simple, but also there's so much meaning um, behind it. How to serve, how fast to serve, but as a, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. So you win that one. Semi-finals. Um, step on up, Stoyanovsky, Krasilnikov, up against Braun and Crab for a place in the World Championship final. How are you feeling at this point? Oh, I was really nervous because it's semi-final World Championships. It couldn't be different <laughs> for me. And uh, we also played with this team in Vegas and it was really tough for us. We controlled the match, I think, until the middle of the second set. But then something happened and uh, they took the leadership of the game and in the end uh, we just uh, we, we pushed uh, more pressure we we put more pressure on the service and uh, that helps us to win what happened in the third set was there a turning point in the third set at some stage the turning point was uh, between sets because uh, just my, my secret. I, I, I saw the, the gesture from the from Trevor Crab. He tried to play with the audience, and I saw it. Uh, and at this time, I thought we, we never lose to them. 
like Trevor Crabb talking to the audience motivated you towards winning the world championship? Yeah, yeah, sure. It motivates me really, really well. Crazy. Does Trevor Crabb know about this? <laughs> I don't know. I think no. I know a guy who's going to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oleg. I'm going to, next time I see him, I'm going to tell him. Um, that's, that's fascinating how one person's actions can motivate somebody else's. It's, it's why I love sport, to be honest, and it's why I love doing these sorts of interviews, uh, that, that sort of depth. Um, it's about uh, the last dance when Michael Jordan uh, tries to find the challenge uh, in, in his opponents. Trash talk and uh, just change every time. Are you, are you a trash talker, Oleg? Uh, no, no, not at all, <laughs> for sure. You can play with me, mate. I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if yeah, you have we, complete, we, we complete each other, I think. Yeah, for sure. You score the points and I talk about them. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That'll be how it goes. Um, so you win that game um, because uh, you, you found some inner, yeah, inner motivation um, and you went back and served really strongly. Then you have Tole Vickler in the final. 15,000 people in the Rottenbaum Arena. They're all cheering. Like, how, how do you feel the night before the game, the, the, the preparation? You're just about to play the biggest game of your life. Yes, exactly. It just before my biggest game of life, and uh, for sure I was nervous, but uh, I was pretty much satisfied uh, with the with the final. It was actually my goal before tournament to to be in the final because it's uh, already a medal, uh, first uh, medal since uh, first silver medal since 2017, 2007. When uh, Igor Kaladinsky and Dmitry Marsuk they, they took silver also, and uh, I tried just to play a volleyball game, normal volleyball game with uh, with Germans, as we did uh, in the past with them. Amazing! How was it against the crowd? It was really hard, but uh, we had a small island of Russian spectators, Russian audience in uh, in um, somewhere in the stadium. And uh, we can hear them because they, they were really close to the court, and uh, it motivated us. It was inc- it was incredible. The um, I was going through my phone trying to delete some stuff the other day, and all of the videos from the yeah the finals were there, and it was yeah so so good. Um, Can't delete those, Louis. Come on. And how? Yeah, never, <laughs> never ever getting rid of those. So fifteen eleven. Talk us through, you said in the previous episode, you remember that moment, 15-11. What's going through your mind when you're just about to become, or you think you could just become a world champion? How's your emotion? What are you thinking about? Yes, sure, but I have to mention in the first set, just before the first set, uh, every team could win the first set because uh, there is always equal chances. chances, And... uh, the last point was like a, a exhale for, for me. I was really happy after that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with some, scre- with, with some screaming as well. Do you feel for those like young volleyball players listening to this podcast, just getting rid of it helps you? Just a scream or a deep breath or something helping you psych- psychologically? Uh, I think you just need to focus on, on the game, on your 
on your reception inside out because uh, there is only this is only thing that it, that it's important because uh, all you did uh, before uh, you need you need to show it now. And if you pass well, like the chances of you scoring, just your vision is your vision is better, your rhythm <laughs> is better, your the ball is in front of you, like yeah. Kids, make sure you pass well. That's <laughs> also the hardest part. So, not not for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> not for me. That's hard. <laughs> but but for sure for these guys, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So that's the world championship. Can you remember anything about the the last minute after the world championship? What happened? You go crazy. I saw it the other day. You go to your knees. You're going mad, huh? Uh, that moment, I can't really imagine that we we can even be in the final. So it was like a summary of the of my career in my mind, and uh, it was in this one trophy. So yes, I was almost crazy after that. That's amazing. Like, with, uh, congratulations, mate. Thank you. Thank you again. Like amazing achievement. How? Um, just another question. You talk about your father a lot and how crucial he's been. How was your father when you became world champion? He actually, he was in Hamburg, but he flew to home before the semifinal because, uh, as he said me after, he, he couldn't watch even quarterfinal. He was really nervous and uh, he was afraid of heart attack after semifinal. So he fly, he flew at home and uh, watched the replay after. That's amazing. That that's a great story. Yeah. I'm going to use it on my commentary um, <laughs> whenever I cover you. That that one's that one's coming out. So you, you managed to win that final, which I've never really been in mediums for beach volleyball like it, like disconnect, like from the crowd, anything externally. Now we are talking Michael Jordan-esque, like this is Jordan style. Like you managed to disconnect yourself from everything and just concentrate on your own, control the control. No, I'm very far from Michael Jordan, he's a killer always, I just was killer. Or like uh, I, I concentrate on myself only in one game, and uh, it's so far from from me, from him. The crowd not make you could hear the crowd not cheering, but they were polite to Russia, but they were cheering yeah. for yeah, true. Germany. They were really polite and kind. They just they uh, they support their team. They don't hustle us. Go, going into that final point, you look at the scoreboard. You can remember it because in the quiz you remembered it. Fifteen eleven, or it's fourteen eleven. What goes through your mind? What do you think? I am really concentrated on my next, on the next rally. And when I talked after with Slava, he was also really prepared for this point. And I just charged everything what I have to, to spike this uh, second ball as hard as I can. Fascinating. So there was a moment where you went, I'm going to be the world champion in a minute. I'm, I'm going to... You, you were so focused on yourself. Yeah, true. Uh, just on this, on this rally. I think there's loads of, for our listeners, that of, uh, who a lot will be players. They, they will learn a lot from that. For sure. 
Um, okay, so you're the world champion. We've already spoke about it. It felt amazing. You then finish on the Sunday and you have to go straight to Gestad to play on what day was it? Yeah, exactly. And I think in Gestad we, we burned out after World Champs because we, we gave everything in Hamburg in these 10 days. And we, the start uh, started a little bit earlier than, than all tournaments. It was in, already in Tuesday. And we just played our match uh, Sunday, the final match. And uh, we were, I think, uh, really empty of emotions and uh, maybe some powers. But uh, it's a world of beach volleyball. You have to play every week and we have to prepare it. But uh, we, we felt. For sure, it, it looked, that's how it looked from the outside looking in. But at this time, the Vikings went win, 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 win after losing in final. Um, you took a fifth in Vienna, ninth in Moscow for the European Championships, and a ninth in Moscow for the four-star. Did you ever think, did you ever lose any confidence by being world champion and then going 17th, 5th, ninth, and ninth? Uh, no, we didn't lose, but sometimes there is a day when you can't do anything that uh, you did every day of your life. Like it was a couple of games in Moscow, especially in uh, first tournament European Champs. It was like my one of the worst matches I ever played. And uh, I can say that because uh, previous three games before, so the group stage, we were really good, we were pretty much good. Uh, like always, we start, we continue uh, to find our rhythm, to be ready for the medal matches. But on this, in these two sets, I was in another place, I think. You take a look at the European Championships. Does that, what's the reaction from Russia there? The, the Federation, the coaches, are they disappointed for the ninth? Or are they happy with the World Championship? The, yeah, how did that go? Sure, they were really disappointed because uh, nobody expects from the world champ that we will be that we will be ninth, uh, especially uh, in the home tournament. And it was uh, our goal to be uh, in semi-final at least. But uh, thanks to our team, we did uh, a good homework after this tournament, and uh, we. We became really uh, a better team. Yeah, I, I sort of remember thinking, uh, I think about beach volleyball a lot, especially with my job. And I remember thinking on the way to Rome, I was like, watch out for Russia. Ninth, ninth, ninth and home competitions. Like, they're, they're going to they're gonna come back here and they're going to be strong. Um, did you think that result in Russia, uh, the two ninths, which you would have wanted more, did that help you for Rome? I think uh, we, especially me, lost some confidence after these two nice places. And uh, we need to rebuild our game from the beginning. Uh, we're just being ourselves in Rome already. Just how we can play. We, we have to find, we have to like, uh, grow really immediately in, uh, uh, in, the, in the game. Like, like, like a team and that managed us in, in Rome. And you were unbelievable in Rome. 
yeah, how, how did that turnaround happen? So can you become the world tour, win the world finals? I think that game against the Vikings in the semi-final was a high level, crazy, crazy match to watch. Um, and then the, the, the finals, you were comfortable. Yeah, we, we, we were really prepared for the room and uh, we just find uh, our tactic for, for the game with Norway that we keep uh, during the whole game. And uh, we were really good inside out. That helps us uh, to continue our way, what, we, what we're doing. And that, that, brought, that brings us to the victory. You got served at the start of that semi-final and you were so high. <laughs> Just <laughs> over the top of everything. Yeah, you, could have, yeah, you could have five blockers and poof, over, over the top. <laughs> Who's the best in the world, Oleg? The Vikings or Russia? Ooh. It's not questions for me. It's more for spectators. We we are tight in uh, in uh, in games between between we and Norway, and uh, I can say for sure. Okay, here's a, here's a fun game. Maybe we can play then. Uh, it's called uh, My Perfect Player. My Perfect Player. So you don't have to choose the, a full player but we're just yeah. going to choose different aspects of uh, different players' games and to build like a, the perfect player. And you can only choose yourself once. Okay, but I will not do it. Sure. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, okay, so the first one, service. If you could, we're building a player, whose uh, who's serve would you take? I think it's uh, Phil Valhausa, a young age, like 10 or 15 years ago. Not not old Phil, two thousand eight Phil. Yeah, two thousand eight for sure. Yeah, when he was on on his peak. Okay, and whose uh, jumping ability would you take? Jumping ability, I think it's Anders Small. He's the most physical guy now in the world too. Okay, and whose uh, speed in the sand? I think it's Guto. Okay, he's really fast and quick. Nice. What about for uh, passing? Passing. It's Bruno Schmidt. For me, sure. he's one of the best passers. What about setting? Setting. Uh, Paolo Nicolai. Okay, I feel like you've had these like ready to go, <laughs> off the uh, <laughs> off the top of your head here. And and the last one, uh, blocking. Phil Dahlhauser again. Again. Okay. Phil's making yeah. a strong. Uh, is he uh, kind of maybe someone an idol, someone who inspired you a bit in your beach volleyball? Yeah, sure, because uh, I always compare to him with, with me because, uh, as I said, I'm, always, I'm also goofy. Right. And uh, we, uh, we have the same constitution of body, so yeah. I try mm -hmm. to be like, like him. Okay, good to know. Thanks for uh, participating in uh, My Perfect Player. But what concerns also defense, it's Vyacheslav Krasimikov, for sure. Okay. We don't ask about defense and the blocking. <laughs> Yeah, defense. Um, just who's who's mentality? Uh, I think it's Alison Cheruti, yeah. because uh, you can see he he had two Olympic finals, two gold in the world champs, and one silver, as I remember. And uh, without uh, great mentality, you can't do it. And his style of game, it's always uh, spike as hard as you can every time. Even if you failed, he continued his way. Have this really loopy line shot though. 
<laughs> bang angle and then this line okay. shot that seems to go go so high is, is, <laughs> do you guys also call that a, a, a shrimp a jumbo shrimp when the the deep uh, loopy line shot or is uh, that an only, Americanism? Only, only if it goes over the defender's head yeah <laughs> so if it's over the block which he's got this line shot that goes over the block but uh, i i shorter oh like you might be able to say this better, but I, he moves the defender so much round on an angle, and then he chops back to the line so high, but the defender is so far over cross court. Yes, so yes, yes, that's exactly because of that. He defender is already waiting for hard spike and uh, put uh, his uh, feet in the sand so deep so he can run uh, another side. Just, just plod some. Um, Oleg, that's done. I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> sad that this has to come to an end. Um, for me personally, it's, it's, we obviously cross paths often, but it was a great pleasure to have this opportunity to, to, to talk to you and to get to know you. Thank you um, guys. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Also. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool for me too. Hopefully I can uh, meet you at a CV event maybe uh, someday. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait till we, just hopefully we we all get to an event sometime soon is is is, is the hope yeah. and yeah we we wish everyone is to be safe through these times but that's all we've got time for in the oleg ski trilogy oleg you have been humble and an outstanding guest for volleyball uh, on the a space and we wish you all the best in your quest uh, for olympic glory in tokyo um, and becoming the first Olympic beach volleyballing medalist, maybe gold medalist, would be quite an achievement and, and one that you certainly, um, yeah, you, you deserve in, in abundance. Uh, to Dan from CEV, volleyball superfan, thank you, mate. It's this has been a great start to this to, to this project for us. Yeah, I wish I could go out and play some uh, beach now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you to you, our listeners. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, suggest guests. You can send us in some questions to ask the best players in the world. Always use that hashtag, let volleyball talk. And finally, from myself, Louis Let, the A Space and the CV. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you along next time. Oleg, you're a legend. Thanks very much. I appreciate this. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode of the A-Space. This is me, Tina Graudina, and I will be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have any questions you want to ask me or any topics you would like us to cover, please write to aspace at cev.eu and we'll try to make it happen. For now, stay safe and we'll see each other on the other side. <laughs>